0: about revival. It's two weeks removed since the Asbury revival and really revivals have been sparked all around the country in several college campuses, potentially even some high school campuses and churches hopefully. So today we're going to just talk about how do we respond in light of the revivals. Hope you enjoy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So today we are talking about the Asbury Revival, and we have a unique perspective on the Revival. Obviously, we're in Lexington, Kentucky. I'm from Nicholasville. Wilmore is right down the road from me. Family lives in Wilmore. Tons of stuff, tons of familiarity. And so uh, as the Revival was, I guess, launching, it launched on Wednesday. And then I got a text message from Ron Edmondson, who is lead pastor here. And he said, hey, you guys should know about this. Yeah. Well, it just so happens that Thursday, I'd been invited, and our whole student team had been invited to a student pastor, student ministry luncheon. And so we were already going to Wilmore. And so we used this as an opportunity to go down there. And so just run me through, both Brody and Catherine are sitting here with me. What was your all's thoughts when I say, hey, there's a revival going on at Asbury. We're going to go down there for this luncheon, and we're going to pop into this revival before we do the luncheon. Uh, well being candid
1: yeah i had a lot of questions because i was like Me too. i did not grow up going to revivals i hadn't heard about revivals i, mean, I know the word i know about it uh, but like it wasn't a thing in college station we just went to church we had like worship services and gatherings and i remember my first reaction being well what
0: is revival what constitutes a revival and how do we know this is genuine Well, i know the i know the background story to how this revival got started a little bit more so i'll detail that but I'll also say this, there has not been a revival at Asbury since 1970. That was the last recorded one. So, yeah. I mean, they, they yeah, have had revivals, Yeah, but typically what we've noticed historically is they happen about two decades in between each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's pretty okay to say, we've never experienced revival. I've never experienced a revival. Um, this, this was all brand new for me too. Catherine, as we're driving on the road down there, what's going through your head? Because we're having our own conversation <laughs> about it while yeah, we, we, we were down there.
2: Yeah, I had a lot of things going through my head. So I didn't grow up in church. And so like, I mean, Brody, you did, but you were talking about you never had this growing up. And for me, like, I didn't either in a completely different way. I just went to church. And so just hearing about like, okay, people have been worshiping for a long time. That's really cool. But what's going on? And I think, honestly, at first, I was a little bit skeptical. And I didn't want to be that way. You know, I want wanted at the moment to believe that like this was a movement of the holy spirit and i believe that now but in the moment i was like okay like what is going on here what has started this and i think i just went into it with the first john 4 mindset of like test every spirit like let's see what's going on let's see what the people are saying and how god is moving here and so i know like at at Asbury, revivals are talked about a lot. They're historical at Asbury, and I've known some students that go to Asbury, and so I know it's been talked about for a long time. Of like, when's the next one going to be? So going in, I was like, okay, I hope this is genuine because I don't want people to be like, we want another revival, so we're just going to do it. And I don't think that was the case, but that was my thoughts going into it. So yeah.
0: for both of you, sorry, Brady, what were you going to
1: say? No, I was going to say, and we—I've been praying for a revival. I mean. Yeah. That's the hope is like, man, like Lord, change this generation. Yeah. So I mean, it was definitely exciting to hear
0: about it. But again, I I was skeptical. When I'd you think about and say it was. Revival on a bigger scale. So I think yeah. when people hear revival, what comes to their mind is is more grandeur than what reality is. So typically if you look at American history with revival, they're actually pretty small. So, if you look at the great awakenings, people think of the great awakenings and they're like, man, the whole nation got on fire for the Lord. But that's not at all how it is. And when we think of revival, so for me, who has been churched my whole life in Kentucky, revival was a week long process of, hey, we're going to the revival. And so it's going to be church services, it's going to be music, it's going to be a time of prayer where you're going to really see people who have lived a nominal lifestyle, hopefully called out of that, or people who are coming to just check it out who know nothing about Jesus and they're going to come to faith in Christ. So that's just like what I thought of when I thought of revival. Historically, when we think of revival, it's actually pockets of areas where for the Great Awakenings, you had traveling preachers who would go and speak to these things such as Whitfield, George Whitfield, Jonathan Edwards, and they were very organic, but they were very small and they were response to the word. And so this revival um, was different in that it was really centered around worship and the reading of scripture, and honestly, testimony to some degree from what we witnessed. Now, I, I went t- one twice. You all both. I just went once, just one. I went yeah. three times, three times. And mm-hmm. so, okay, Catherine, I have a question there. When you went, how? Uh, um, what were the dates in between? So I went. Revival starts Wednesday, which, by the way, I found out it was like 15 or so students that stayed to pray. And then yeah. the somebody, I don't know who it was, sent an email out to say, hey, there is a revival and there's a time of extended prayer going on in Hughes. If you would like to join, you're welcome. And from that email, we saw students coming in way larger numbers from Wednesday into the night. It's purely college students. We come and show up on Thursday mornings. This is day two of the revival. Mm-hmm. And there's a mixture of what would assume to be local Wilmore townspeople and then like us and mm-hmm. students. And so that's, that's day two. That's the first time we went. I went then on the following Friday, maybe, or Thursday. Or no, no, maybe it was the following Monday I it went. It was the Monday. It was the yeah, following Monday. Yes. Monday I went. That's and great. it was more... People in Lexington, less students, there were still students there, obviously, but they had class, they had to do stuff. But there were a lot of um, people who were outside of the college coming. And I would argue, mostly at that point in time, believers coming. And it was just a time of worship. Catherine, when when did you go? So I went. Thursday, Friday, or Thursday, Monday. When did you go?
2: Yeah, so I believe all of our first times going was that Thursday, that second day. The second time I went was that Friday night. Okay. So it started Wednesday, that Friday night. I was. How late there. did you
0: stay on Friday night?
2: I was probably there for about an hour and a half at like 9 mm. o'clock or 10. Okay, um, so it's probably packed. Yes, it was yeah. packed in there. And when I was there, it was a majority of people that were college students or had been in college in the last That's like cool. five years. And so that was a really cool thing. And there was a time of like there was teaching and a lot of guided prayer. There was mm-hmm. like moments of like a call to, you know, as we get older, we are called to a role of like spiritual parenthood to younger believers. And it was a really cool time an opportunity for like college students with maybe some of their small group leaders that were there with them to pray with them and talk about like this relationship that we have is really special. And so I think seeing something like that was really cool of like, this isn't just worship. And it started with one message at the beginning, but the people who were you know thrown into leading this were taking the opportunity to really teach younger believers of like, this is what it looks like to go throughout your life, leading others to Christ.
0: That's cool. Yeah, so let's unpack this. When we talk about revival, so we've all had our experience of revival. You all are skeptical. I think I was to some degree skeptical going in. Not as much as you all probably, but more just I'm curious what it's going to be. I know. Yeah. I mean, because you never know what theology looks like. You never know. So you're just, you're just, I wouldn't even call it skeptical. Let's remove the word skeptical. I would call it um, I would discerningly say curi- cur- uh, curious. Yeah, discerningly curious. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's really hard to say. <laughs> yeah, but I get what you're saying curious. though.
2: Like anytime as believers, we go to a, somewhere to hear a sermon, a place of worship, whatever it may be, we have to have this kind of, how did you say that? Discerningly, yeah. discerningly. Discerningly curious. <laughs> yes, we. I think we do have to have that wherever we go. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's a great way to put it.
0: So now that we have seen this revival, because it, it, it's concluded, and, and and Pastor Ron has said something that I have repeated. I think, over and over and over again, because the, the question is, okay, now that we've seen this revival, we want to keep it going, or we want to yes. see the spark here, and he has said, you can't manufacture revival. It has to occur organically. It, it yes. really is the move of the Spirit, and so speak to that. How should we respond in light of this organic revival that happened, and how should we respond to moving to the next step, so to, so to speak?
1: Yeah, I would say the next step, that's a great question. Uh, first of all, I would turn the Word. Yeah. Like, Let's look at the Word. Let's look at examples of what happened in the Bible when revival occurred. My first thought goes to Acts 2. So Acts 2, you have this movement of the Holy Spirit where they start speaking in different tongues, and thousands are saved. Then Peter goes and he preaches the gospel, and thousands more get saved. Mm-hmm. So it's this big moment, and that would be considered the revival of the point. But then the local church exploded. So there was a movement after that of the church being planted and people being sent on mission and going overseas and the gospel being furthered. To then you have you you have Paul into the picture, Um, so you have this explosion of the church come out of this form of revival, of the Holy Spirit showing up and this big movement of God. Um, So I'm curious to see how we go forward as a country um, because it's popping up in other places too. Like A and M, I think, is having prayer nights. Uh, Baylor, Lee University, I think, Cedarville. Yeah, absolutely. And a lot of these are student-led, which is amazing. Yes. Um, so that, that's, that's where I'm curious to see. You know, in the Bible, we saw church planning happen. Will that happen this time? Will we see people called to ministry in, in a much greater number? Will we see this generation that we've been praying for actually begin to transform?
0: You know, and the prayer is that for us locally who have been a part of this revival, that it wouldn't be contained within the four walls of Fuse. And, and let me explain what I'm saying by that. There are so many students whether college, high school that have gone, there's so many adults that have gone whether depending on what stage of life they're in. And they go and they have this time of of mountaintop worship experience kind and then it of doesn't yeah, it doesn't translate into their everyday life of following Jesus. Man, it is so cool to go where there's 15,000 people. You've got lines waiting out all for the glory of God. Like we love that. But I'll be honest with you, it means nothing if it doesn't transcend beyond the four walls of that building. Your walk with Jesus, our walk with Jesus cannot be contained to a week-long revival. It can certainly be nourished by that week-long revival, which I would hope it was. But if you can go there and experience God, there's a beauty and a truth that we read from God's word. You can experience God anywhere. We we talked about it with the, the woman in the well out of John 4, Jesus tells this woman, no, no, you're not going to have to go to the temple. You're not going to have to go to a location to worship me. You can worship me, the living God, in spirit and truth wherever you're at. And so that's the prayer for this revival, that we would see a real movement in God's people that goes beyond a town, goes beyond a building, goes beyond just a gathering of people.
1: Yeah, and I think what's that's going to be interesting going forward, especially is when we see this movement, if we see this movement, yeah. and I pray that we do. Like, oh my gosh, that's been a prayer for so many people for so long. There will be people who pop up who want to profit off of the movement, yeah. who want to gain followers, who want to gain money, who want to gain attention. And you have to be weary, and that's why we call it discerning. Like, discernment means, like, we got to figure out, is this genuine mm-hmm.
0: or is this not? What's the motivation behind it? What's the
1: motivation? Exactly. And I think the scary part is we're already starting to see it here in Lexington. Oh, yeah. Uh, and just to bring up two examples was the RUP thing that happened, and then there's another guy. I'm not going to explicitly say who that is because I don't want to promote them.
0: Yeah. Well, and I would say you know the RUP thing is really interesting. I I think the RUP thing was a mixture of you're trying to manufacture a revival. Yep. And then you know we don't know intentions, so we won't dive into intentions there. But you know we do just have to be cautious. And then you're you're right about there's another person who is um, looking to profit off of this. And that's not surprising to us. Anytime there's a movement, people are gonna I mean, people are gonna look to interject. Paul said it this way, and it always sticks up to this. There are gonna be people who spread the gospel for selfish ambitions Mm -hmm. and selfish motives, but they're not the ones that win people to Christ. And that's the beauty. We don't win people to Christ. It's the gospel that wins people to Christ. So you can use the gospel all you want, but you just have to understand the gospel is more powerful than you. And what you want to profit, and how you want to take advantage of it. Amen. So Amen. that, yeah, Amen. no, that's really key. Um, we'll we'll wrap this thing up. So we've talked about our approach to the revival. We've talked about how the revival had this attraction. We've kind of unpacked like our prayer for this revival would be that it truly would impact the local church. And I would just say we would also see an increase in discipleship. Amen. Yeah. If you go to this revival and you felt the move of God, the next step is always going to be discipleship. And in discipleship, it's, it's a relationship when we, when we talk, because we use that word all the time. But discipleship is simply walking with another believer, typically a more mature believer, and doing life together and unpacking all of the complexities of life, looking at Scripture and seeing how Scripture applies to life. So if you've experienced this revival and you're like, where do I go from here? Well, your next step, where we see it go beyond the Walls of Hughes or, or the town of Wilmore is through discipleship, the mm-hmm. church stepping up to be the church, mature believers pouring into to immature believers and, and seeing that growth. So then my, my, my question to end this would be, where do we go from here in, in, in life? In, and how do we process a revival? I've had this movement. I should get plugged into discipleship What is the next step as a a follower of Jesus? Someone who's either come to Christ and they're really new or someone who really just got supercharged by this. And they're like, I don't want this to be a mountaintop experience.
2: I think the best way, I mean, to do that is to, one, be plugged into a local church and get involved, walk alongside other believers who are living their life for Christ, serve others, share the gospel, and do these. I mean, they're really, quote unquote, churchy things that we tell you to do, but we tell you to do them for a reason like be in the word, pray, serve, share the gospel. Like those are what we do in order to make Christ known and to really live out our purpose as believers. Yeah,
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think what you said there is so key. You know, you you give it the title of like churchy things because that's how we often think of them, but it's so true. It it supersedes church in that you have this experience with the Lord in, in worship in one of these revivals. And then it translates internally. Okay, so Mm. how do you now show your affection for the Lord? Or how do you Mm. even more grow your affection for the Lord? Yeah, and it starts exactly what you said. Mm. Reading scripture, most Christians, professing Christians, don't read their Bible. Or if they do, they read them very minimally. Mm. It is actually a rare exception to have someone read their Bible four times a week. And so that's a key, starting, getting in the word, and then unpacking that word. Getting involved in a local church, Catherine, that was huge. If you're not involved in a local church. Really dialing in and getting involved to community. We should find our community amongst the body of believers. And it's not just a Sunday morning. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say that one thing I do
1: want to stress is if you go to a revival, you have this mountaintop experience, okay? Mm-hmm. So maybe that you feel the maybe more emotions. You feel more maybe the presence of God. Guys, that same spirit, that same presence of God follows you no matter where you go. You can worship just as passionate in a normal worship service, Absolutely. in your car even. Absolutely. Then you can at a revival. Yeah. And that's what's so sad to me is I see people go to this revival and they have these mountaintop experiences and they come back and they don't look like any different. Yeah. I'm like, I mean, when Moses went up to the mountain, there's no way he didn't come back changed.
0: Well, he literally came back and his face was shining. People exactly. couldn't even look yeah. at him. Yeah.
1: So, I mean, he, he literally came back changed. I mean, that's how we're supposed to be. Like, we can't have this genuine
0: change and have this genuine experience and go okay that was cool. Twitch I would say brody what you said right there a revival is not a revival unless it's marked by true continuous change in the lives of those who attended. Yes. Yeah because what key. are you reviving? Exactly. <laughs> you know a revival is not like oh a flash in the pan. Like it's, it's the flame when you throw the seasoning in the pan. No, no, it's, it's lasting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that translates, like when, when I ask the question, where do we go from here? Even in my own life, it's got to start in our communities, in our friend groups. Like, how often are we going to talk about Jesus now? Like, we'll talk about going to this revival. No one's afraid yeah. to talk about going to this revival, right? Everybody's talking. I mean, it's on him. national news. But how much are we talking about what Christ has done in our lives? And how much are we talking about how Jesus has done this or this or this in our lives with our friends? You can tell them you went to the revival. You can, there's no shame in that. But for whatever reason, we're ashamed to talk about what Jesus has done in our lives with our friends. And, I, and my prayer for this revival, and if you're watching this or listening to this, my prayer for you would be that if you attended this revival or are, have attended revivals, that it would translate into your everyday life and that you would take what you experienced beyond the place that you experienced and beyond the people who you experienced it with into your friend group, into your worship settings, a lot of those guys are going to go back into local churches. Man, take that fire. You are not the next generation. You are the generation of the church now who is active. Be the church and show this world what they saw in Wilmore, the God of the Bible ruling and reigning through his people, getting the worship that he alone is worthy for. Mm. That's powerful. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anything else? I think that's it.
2: I think that's
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do think it's really cool that we experienced this revival. And man, if you guys have questions about it, we'd love to, to hear from you. You can submit those questions at D at ibclex.com. Uh, we would love to address it if you have more. If, you, if, if you've been changed by the revival, just let us know. We'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. I, I know one student that came to faith in Christ from it. We're walking through the steps of baptism and, and yeah. discipleship. We want to hear those stories because that's cool. That's God moving. And, the, you know, as evidence with Him, we're going to see how God uses him for his glory. So really super cool uh, that we're able to, to see stuff like this. Anything else you got to
1: add? Follow us on YouTube, uh, social media. We, our podcast is going to be on every platform now. I mean, oh. Spotify, Apple, YouTube. So you can find us in more places. Share us with your friends. If you know they've been the revival and you think that they can hear this, they need to hear it, send it their way. Also check out our other ones about porn.
2: And, and other things. <laughs>
1: and other ones.
0: They're all good. So. I think they're good. Yeah. I, I do think there are some pretty cool podcasts coming out. I agree, okay. Catherine, anything else? Nope. Yeah. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. We will catch you on the next episode. Bye.